Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Last we heard from Harry, Alice had solved one of his problems by getting a new horse to replace Katz's poor departed Mackenzie, who had left this horse life in suspicious circumstances. It was a favorite of my sister May's, but don't worry, she's got lots of favorites. At the hospital, Charlotte was still singing for Sam. I'll build a stairway to paradise. No, don't mention such things. He should stay here. Oh. Sam was not looking good. At Harry's office. I really need to get back to Charlotte and away from these ridiculous problems. Harry! 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 Not now, Morris. No! Dafka now! It's terrible! What is it, Morris? The pickles I supervise under my own personal kosher label, representing the highest standards. Oh, okay, slow down, slow down. This morning, poor old Rabbi Sonnenschein got the shock of his life when he opened the jar and he... He found a tentacle in the receptacle, a sucker in his sauerkraut. That's not very sacramental. What? There was a piece of octopus in the pickle jar. That's the opposite of kosher. It must have been from your stinking clients. When has there been such a thing in Brownsville before? And now my seal is... is... It could be meaningless. What if no one trusts me anymore with important matters? Like what, supervising pickles? Exactly! It was your clients who did this. Find that octopus, Harry. It's still somewhere at large in Brownsville. The, the, the briny barrels, the vats filled with salty fish. This is a golden medina for an octopus, Harry. Gan Eden for a mollusk. But uh, heaven for a squid is no picnic for a yid. Morris, you're rhyming. Oh, I'm so upset. We need a net. If we don't control it, it could trafe up everything, and I'll have to withdraw my seal, and everyone will starve. What will they live on? Raw fruit? Unsalted things? Irving, Lewis, I've got a job for you. Hot delicatessen! Delivery! Another? All morning long they've been bringing these delicacies. Is it a Jewish holiday I'm not aware of? If it is, I'm not aware of it either. Oh, there's a note on one of the baskets. May I? It says... Thank you for killing lips. What? I, I didn't kill lips. I, I've never heard it. That's a, it's a joke. It's, that's not funny. It's a... Well, here's another. With respect and fear, here's some sausages. Sincerely, Mr. Schwartz. P.S. Good job killing lips. Okay, no more reading. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. How much care must have gone into their shaping? Harry didn't have the heart to tell her. They were boiled chicken feet. Look at all this stuff. I guess running a protection racket ain't a bad business. Too bad there's no chocolate syrup in here. I could really go for an egg cream. Irving and Lewis tried to think like an octopus. And eventually, after sucking on a lot of local objects, succeeded in finding it. Gotcha! But as they were bringing it back, one crisis solved, Lewis and Irving caught sight of another disaster. Ah! Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Watch out, that horse. There's a crazy horse. Holy moly, look at that. That horse is wild. It's beautiful. No, no. Stop! Hold! Ah! Come on! Come on! 
Oh my God, Mr. Katz! Right into that man's delivery cart. Well, nothing we can do for that guy. Let's get this octopus back to Harry. Help me roll the barrel. Ooh, ooh, it's a lively one. Ooh, ooh, I think he tickled me. I just want a souvenir. Ta-da! Back at Harry's office. Of course, you brought the octopus to the office. Where else? Go tell Morris that the threat is under control. What am I going to do with this thing? The aquarium already settled. They don't want it. And the Jews here won't eat it. Mr. Dolowich, the Greeks and Italians like their grilled octopus. I could make some calls. Perhaps as a friendship gesture, we could drop it off somewhere in Bensonhurst. Build your client base in other areas, too? That sounds... that's actually very smart. Thank you, Alice. Can we kill it here, boss? What if we, uh... I think they'd like to do the honors themselves. Uh, Does your family have a a car we could use? Oh, pish. Let's have an adventure and take the subway. While Harry was stuck on the worst train ride of his life, Charlotte was pondering things over an egg cream. Johnny took his chance to pitch woo. That's right, Charlotte. The Flintsmans have acquired a yacht. Would you like to join me on a pleasure ride tomorrow? Get out of Brownsville and onto the deep blue sea? Oh, I don't know. Why spend time chained to the hospital or brooding here while Harry's gallivanting around town with that fancy shiksa of his? Huh. He's got... Harry's got a shiksa? If you don't have a bathing suit, not to worry. Flintsman's makes a great one out of woven marmot fur. Uh, I'll just bring my own, thanks. Charlotte didn't know it was no ordinary pleasure cruise. Johnny was planning to propose. Well, more than what he usually proposed. In a different neighborhood... The Italian-American region of Bensonhurst. Get your crosses here. Get your quality crucifixes. All your Catholic needs. All your Catholic needs. Come and get it. Come and get it. Prosciutto. The finest prosciutto in all of New York. Come. Come and get it. Calamare. Calamare. Ah, this neighborhood is is different. The man's office is just up here. And who is this man? Oh, Rocco De Scipio. He's the president of the Italian American Friendship Society. He's a very charitable man. Boy, quite quite an operation he's got. Trucks were pulling in and out of De Scipio's warehouse, all selling olive oil, all with different logos. The premium olive oil company. The good old olive oil company. Mama Rose's oil. Papa Rossini's oil. Hey, it's modest, but it's ours. The finest olive oil. Why do all the trucks have different names on them, Mr. DeScipio? For accounting purposes. It's illegal. This way we have the proper competition. What? Did you say it's illegal or illegal? Because I think it's the latter. Hey, my English, she's not so good. <clears throat> I just wonder if, if someone might have led you astray. No, no, this way she's take away the confusion. Okay? Every customer knows that they get the best and they pay the same price no matter what. Well, I gotta say here. Yeah. Now, listen, don't worry about it. Thanks for the pulp, huh? The octopus. Let's take a photograph. Come on. Beautiful gesture, friendship. Come on. Capisci? Okay. Smile. The business with the octopus was solved, but the general mystery of New York industry only deepened. So that guy controls all of New York's olive oil? That's a lot of olives. Let's not talk about it out here. You know what? I think you need a break. Let's go blow off some steam. Boy, I can't remember the last time I was out on the town like this. It was the time Irv promised he'd make a man out of me. It's suspenders that maketh the man. <laughs>
And this gal that we're going to makes really stretchy suspenders. Harry, here, try this. What is it? Oh, it's just a little piece of poppy seed cake I made myself. Alice, poppy seed cake in your handbag? You really are a Brownsville girl. Oh, my, mm, this is so much... Mm, this is so much better than my mother's rudeful. <laughs> Maybe don't eat all... Oh, okay. Wow. After eating the cake, which had opium in it, Harry was starting to feel very, very good. My mother's poppy seed cake has too many eggs in it. But this is great, and this illegal alcohol joint is very nice, too. It, it, but it's so hard to find. Shh, 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 shh. So, does, does, does Spikio controls olive oil, do you think he needs violence to do that? Or do they just like him? Oh, it's probably a bit of both, I'd say. The family doesn't really talk about it, but when my grandfather controlled the zinc, tin, copper, and cod of New York and its surrounds... I heard he was among some not-so-savory characters, but things were different then. Everything was for the taking. You know, my idiot brother works in a sacramental winery. Do you think we could supply a place like this? I, I, I mean, it's a fun joint, but the, but the hooch is terrible. Oh, no, I'm afraid not. The booze market is pretty well cornered and controlled. Unless they come to you, not much to be done. There must be something in Brownsville we could export, as it were. Hmm, I'll think about it. Gosh, it's like every industry in the city is controlled. All the good stuff, anyway. Uh, the things they don't teach you at law school. At least your grandparents were smart enough to do zinc, tan, copper, cod, you know, all the big things. But not just schnecken like lips. Oh, they started small. Canned goods. They were made out of tin and contained fish. That led them to mining and cod. It was a logical progression. Wow, from Vandevelde canned cod to the Vandevelde Museum. The origins of the family fortune aren't talked about much now, other than by bitter teachers and so on, people who don't really matter. And after a certain period of time, it's all washed clean. And even those who do know think it's sort of charming. No one would give up the museum. Yeah, it's not like they've confiscated your cod fisheries now. <laughs> oh, you probably think I'm awful telling you this, leading you astray with forbidden knowledge. Harry didn't think so at all. He thought she looked great. Her eyes glimmered when she talked about great fortunes and can-do spirit. Let's dance! Do you know the black bottom? I'll just keep my bottom here. Oh, say, that oriental girl looks very, very pretty. Why don't we play a game? I'll kiss you, and then you'll kiss her. That sounds like a fun game. Why, Edgar, come join us. We'll kiss Edgar, too. Oh, Edgar, no, Edgar, you stay where you are. Oh, no, Edgar. The room was spinning. Harry understood less than ever, but felt like he could almost touch the mysterious world that lay just beyond his grasp. Harry, I wouldn't grasp that if I were you. Harry saw the sunrise over Manhattan. But in Brownsville, there was the bad news about Mr. Katz's accident, the one that Louis and Irving had witnessed. What happened? Oh, no. May has a touch of the devil in her. I hope she didn't give him Cecilia. She's wild. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hello, listeners. I'm Ellen Goodlett, here to tell you about my new podcast series, Elixir. Elixir is the kind of story I've always wanted to write about women who love women, illicit magic, speakeasies, and twists you'll never see coming. Set in a prohibition-inspired world, Elixir follows two women from opposing sides of a ban on magic who unite to solve a mystery and end up falling into forbidden love. Like a queer Moulin Rouge mixed with shadow and bone, I hope Elixir will remind even the most jaded among us how powerful love is. Elixir is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to listen and subscribe for weekly episodes. At the hospital, Mr. Katz was in traction. Mr. Katz. Harry. Harry. Uh, Oh, don't worry. Come here. Mr. Katz was in a peaceful state. It's not the painkillers, Harry. It's knowing what's the most important thing. Having faith. Knowing someone is looking out for you. Uh, Well, that's good. Come here, my boy. And let me hug you. As Harry leaned in to hug Mr. Katz, he felt a slight tug. Ow. Maybe, he thought, his hair had caught on the traction equipment. Well, if that was all he lost there, Harry thought, it was a very good meeting with Katz indeed. At Harry's office, Irving, needing a comfortable place to sit and relishing the chance to do some additional paperwork, had installed himself at the front desk. Please, Rabbi Morris sends me here. I must have compensation claim? I cannot write English. My husband is killed in horrible accident. Mad horse run into his syrup cart. I have child. Witnesses say horse comes straight for him. He tried to swerve, but was no use. I'll take you through the forms. Uh, Are you here about a warehouse fire? No, no, I tell you why I am here. My husband was in terrible horse accident. Please, we have a system. Oi, Gavalt, I must get to work. I need to sell ten more cases of syrup or I cannot pay rent, and I must take care of child. I come back. All right, but if we stop now, we'll have to start from the beginning. Rabbi Tarski was preparing himself to meet a long line of supplicants. Harry, I'm glad you made it. I really think this could be the blessing Sam needs. Rabbi Tarski was a renowned miracle worker, visiting from Palestine. 
All of Brownsville was ready to greet him with their troubles, needs, and desires. I'll try anything. Harry thought he saw Mr. Katz's brother heading inside. He thought of saying something, but he was too groggy from his night out with Alice. And then he was tapped on the shoulder. Mr. Lefkowitz. Harry, I've heard in my office after. I'm going to tell you some things between us. Are you asking me to be your lawyer? I need something else from you. I've seen what you're capable of. Oh, I, I hope this isn't about that ridiculous rumor. I heard a rumor. Harry ordered the killing of Lipskarecki and now runs the Schneckenracket. Shh, shh, Harry. Fact is, our business is in trouble. Nothing is helping. That sign, all our charity in the neighborhood. Good works. See, competition is tight. At best at Horvitz. He's added something called tastium to his syrup. It's flying off the shelves. I'm getting canceled orders. It's a disaster. We barely had our heads above water as it was. I, I thought you were doing so well. Maybe once. Oh, Mr. Lefkowitz, there's, there's really nothing to worry about. Tastium is just a gimmick. It's just a patent name. It's probably just more sugar. Doesn't matter. Damage is done. The company you keep. The business with lips. You're tougher than I thought. Then, if I can afford to find out what's in Tastium and what, hire a chemist. Uh, I promise you, sir, it's simpler than that. It's not only that. Silverman, he's got some kind of new bottling machine. He can do it four times as fast as we can. Lefkowitz is losing Harry. We're bleeding syrup, and syrup is money, and money is what you need. And that's not a rule I make. I make syrup, not rules. Harry had never seen Mr. Lefkowitz distressed before. It was an uncomfortable sight. What would you like me to do, sir? That junkyard dog who works for you. Who did a thing to catch his horse. There's no truth to that. Could he do the same to a certain bottling machine? This is all just a mistake. That, that's not the business I'm in. It's less business. It's more of a, I consider you like family, Harry. Isn't this the kind of thing you do for your family? If not for me, for Charlotte. I've borrowed money from some bad people. Oh. Please, just don't mention this to Charlotte. You can rely on me, Mr. Lefkowitz. Harry only said that to calm Mr. Lefkowitz down, but he hoped he could come up with some better solution. As he was thinking, he drank egg creams. And after he drank, he had to, uh, you know. But just as he unzipped and was about to, you know, he looked down and... <coughs> Harry went to see a doctor, but... Were you out on the town, young man? Yes, but I never took my pants off. Don't lie to me, young man. <laughs> I know what happens to pants on the town. Morris, I'm only here because I've exhausted every other option, and I don't want to scare my family. You've learned the art of circumcision. Is there any reason it would turn purple, say, 20-odd years later? Uh, no, but, uh... Oh, Harry... Your eyes, they're so strange. And you've got bruises. <gasps> oh, no. I know what this is. Has anyone who hates you taken something from you? Harry rubbed the back of his head, thinking. And found the bald spot. My hair. Cats. I know what this is. Cats put a curse on you while Rabbi Tarski was here. What? Yep, it's not often done. But it's permitted when someone is a menace. 
And I guess with the business with the horse? What? There was no business? And I don't believe in curses. I'm just going to go nap it off. Okay, but make sure you got ice because you know what drops off next. Then you cock out your liver. And also all your time is taken up with nonsense and trivia and your business never takes off. It's a very ancient and specific curse. It was the much-feared Pulsa Donora. I'm not going to nap with that image in my head. Can't you cancel the curse? Well, you can't undo it. Come on, you don't think I would have mentioned... Well, what? I'm not just going to sit down and take it. You can push it off onto someone else. If that someone is menacing you. Could I push it off onto a bottling machine and make it explode? No. What are you, crazy? Harry was sweating and feeling awfully strange. Fine. Uh, Silverman. How could you? Mr. Silverman's a wonderful man. A visionary of syrup. Fine. Push it off onto Johnny, then. He menaces you? Sure. Could you live with yourself? What needs to be done? There's not a minute to waste. Although I do have the ladies' auxiliary meeting this... Uh... Morris! Well, we need something of Johnny's. A candle nub. And a cheesecake. Why cheesecake? We'll be hungry. I'll need my energy. It's a very long prayer, and it's bad enough if you say it right. They went past the barber. Mr. Monk, I have a really strange request. Uh, did Johnny Flintsman get a haircut recently? Oh, you're making a curse. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> He's making a curse. <laughs> and the very instant he'd finished his cheesecake, Morris intoned the ancient words. Harry, Johnny, As Johnny and Charlotte pushed away from the dock. <sighs> now we got everything we need for a nice day in the water. Refreshments, sea hats, boat jackets. And a ring to present. Charlotte, you look beautiful. Johnny, I don't know about this. What's that strange dark cloud in the sky? It's nothing. Some clouds are dark, some clouds are white. What, you've never been sailing before? Have you? Anchors away! Harry was starting to feel better. Ah. <sighs> but what about the one he cared about most? The waters were getting choppy. Would it be a pleasure cruise for Johnny and Charlotte? Or a burial at sea? Find out next time on King of the Egg Cream. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.